0: Hey guys, it's Morgan.
1: And it's actually Austin, not Sadie or Ellie
0: which is super weird because it's only Austin and I and we're sitting in our kitchen recording this and usually I have my sisters across from me smiling and laughing but they are a part of this because they made questions for us. So since we just celebrated our one year anniversary and a lot of you ask me questions all the time about my marriage and how we met and how it's going and is your marriage perfect? I figured we would have a real marriage talk. So Ellie and Sadie came up with some questions with our mom. And honestly, Austin and I haven't really looked at them, but we're going to wing it and try to be real with you guys.
1: No, we haven't. And she is right. It it, it does feel unnatural not having Sadie or Ellie here. So it does make it a A bit more of a challenge, but that's all right though.
0: Yeah, we're going to try. I do miss them though. Well, first, I feel like we should tell everybody how we met. Like, not the whole story, because I've kind of shared it, but pretty much...
1: Do I need to tell my side of the story or your side of <laughs> the story?
0: You can tell your side first.
1: Okay. So, to start off on how we met, I was actually on my way home from work one day. And I get a text while driving, which is not good to look, but I just couldn't help it not look. And it was a text from one of my bosses but it wasn't just like my normal boss is a big boss at my work <laughs> and he said um I don't remember what he said he said like we need to talk or something like that but I was since I was driving I didn't read the full text and whenever I saw that we need to talk I thought oh my gosh what did I do and he thought he
0: was getting fired <laughs>
1: not necessarily getting fired but i mean i had something coming and i just the whole drive home i just had these things just rushing through my mind so i saw pulling drive away and i, I, I finished reading the text and the bottom it says it's, it, this has nothing to do with work i'm like oh well, this is weird so i uh i call him and he basically just wanted to tell me about this blonde girl at his church and i thought man this is weird but you know for a guy like this and a the man of his stature, with the amount of respect that he has, I thought, well, this has to be worth it. This is something worth looking into. I messaged her on Facebook.
0: Well, first, tell them what you thought of me when you saw my Facebook picture. Okay. I was holding my dog, Huxley. I had just gotten him not too long ago. It was my profile picture. Go ahead. Tell them what you thought of me.
1: Okay, anytime. You find someone in a situation like this, you're always going to stalk their Facebook. And, of course, the first thing I saw was her holding this dog. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she's obsessed with this dog, and she's weird. And one of her profile pictures said uh, she had a a crop top. And I thought, well, she's too wild
0: for me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm laughing because uh, I just... Like my husband's so conservative and he does not like crop tops. He does not like showing off and I remember like taking pictures in those and posting it as my profile picture and I just when when he told me that he thought that I was like, "Oh my gosh." Because a lot of girls out there think that that is what guys want. And I would say I did at that age too when I took those pictures, like that's attractive, that's what guys are looking for, but my husband was the opposite. He did not But can I tell my side of the story yet? And then we'll go to you messaging me and what you said.
1: Yeah, that'd be fine.
0: Okay. So let's go back. My story, of course, is longer because I talk a lot longer. Let's go back to the summer before this happened. So in July at the Laclede County Fair, I saw Austin Rhodes. I did not know his name. Walk in to the fair and... I was like oh my goodness who is that guy me and mom were staring at him and mom's like I don't know but he is cute and I'm like I know and I literally just kept staring at him during the auction and I saw my sister Sadie by him and I was like Sadie come here And I was like, who was that guy you were talking to? And she goes, and so Sadie pretty much told me she knew he had a girlfriend and that I couldn't have him. And I never once thought anything about him after that night, like not once. So that was in July. That August, I was moving into my house at Springfield. So, mom and dad and the girls were helping me move into my house. And we decided really early one morning to stop at Home Goods. My family and I were walking into Home Goods, and Austin and his girlfriend at the time were walking out. And I just remember like looking at him in his boots and jeans. And I looked at my mom and I said, I need to find me a man like that. Still didn't know his name. And, Austin, do you even remember me? Because all the time, what do you say? You remember my family, but not me.
1: Yeah, I remember your mother.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: She's a pretty lady.
0: We said this is going to be a real conversation. I was standing by my mom. That's so funny. So anyways, I remember just like, I didn't think like, oh, I need him or who is that that time. I just said, I need to find me a man like that. So that was that summer. So let's fast forward to the next May. I took my sister to get her prom hair done. And my hairdresser was like, are you still single? And I said, yes. And she goes, every time I rub up against this guy at church or bump into this guy at church, I think of you. And I think you should add him. And I was like, well, who is it? She's like, well, you don't know him, but he used to date so-and-so. And this is his name. So I was like, looking at my mom and she's looking at me and we're both like, that is that guy from the fair, from home goods. And so I instantly looked him up on Facebook right then and there, added him. That's when he saw my picture of me and my dog. And uh I think he was not interested. But then once that guy reached out to him, so I need to get to that guy reaching out. He I saw that he worked for LaClede Electric and I knew my relative was a boss there. And so It was really important to me that, number one, he was a good guy. I would say that my standards were really high, and I just wanted him to be a good guy before I even considered talking to him. And so I went to church, and I asked the guy at church, like, what do you know about this guy? He's like, I think he's a good guy, good worker. And so then I decided, I was like, I'm just going to call my relative, who's the boss. And I didn't realize how high of a boss he was, but Austin said he was pretty high. And I called his wife and I'm like, hey, what do you know about Austin Rhodes? Tell me all you know. Is he a good guy? This is what's happened. I, I feel like this could be something. I was like, maybe I'm crazy. And so she asked him and it was funny because they were actually at Austin's coworker's house. Or had just been at his co-worker's house.
1: Not just my co-worker. He is a, he's my foreman. Okay. So another boss.
0: It was so weird how this all happened. So they're all like talking about him and telling me he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. And at the time he was, I think, 25. I think you twenty 25 when I met you. 25, almost 26. You turned 26. I don't remember. Anyways, I was like, how does a guy this old not have a girl like how is he not married easy with that yeah i was just so confused i was like there's got to be something which the something was i feel like god was just saving him for me but um they i'm telling you it's just like all the pieces fell that he was like this guy this boss he's a really good guy not one that i would think would contact um Austin about me, but he was like, let me take care of it. Don't you message him. Let me take care of it. And he did like he messaged Austin. So then we're going to hurry up here that night when Austin decided to text me, it was a Wednesday night. I was going to James River Church with Mallory and I had put my phone in my bag because we were heading to church and I heard it go off. And I was like, who is texting me? And I grabbed my phone and it said Austin Rhodes. And it said, I hear you're stirring the pot at LaCleade. And I was like, yep. That's me. (laughs) And the rest is history. Like, literally.
1: Yeah. we Our first dates were pretty special.
0: Yeah. He picked me up for a motorcycle ride. He always was so scared to ask me to hang out, I felt like. And, like, he would, like, hint around that he wanted me to hang out with him. So I'd just be like, okay, I'll go. Or just.
1: Okay. So the first date, um, we had a storm uh, come through Waynesville, or Lakeway, actually, and. It was is the longest shift I've ever worked. It was like it was the, uh, more a weekend, and I worked thirty six hours straight. And that that was on a Friday. Whenever I got off, it was around six p.m. And so I, you know, of course, went straight home. And it took me when you're that tired, it it takes you forever to go to sleep. And so the next day, I was really wiry for whatever reason. But I guess during that storm, I got into some. Brush and I was just covered head to toe in the poison sumac, and so I had a motorcycle time and I thought, well, I'm just going to go for a ride because I'm I can't sit in this house, you know, I'm miserable because I'm itching so much. And I told Morgan that's what I was doing. She's like, well, I'll go with you. <laughs> and I was so shocked that she would actually go on a motorcycle ride. I'm that, shocked
0: too. I'm scared to death. I cannot believe. I even went to my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'm going on a motorcycle ride. And he was like, what? And I was like, can I go? I want to hang out with this guy. And he's like, I guess. And him and mom were leaving. And I honestly, like, I was so scared. I called Mallory right before. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I hate motorcycles. I can't believe I'm getting on with this guy I've never met. But
1: but it it was great. I mean, we went for a slow roll. And it was just, I mean, it's yeah. nice. I mean, were you scared? No. I mean, that's so.
0: Oh, I was. I was a happy girl.
1: But I was miserable the whole time. When she would like, he had
0: poison sumac, and I was like holding on to him on the motorcycle.
1: There there was times that I was really struggling. But I didn't want to be weird and be like, "Hey, I'm covered." He didn't itch in- once. I not I'm covered in this junk and like it, it was so bad that I had to get a shot, but I couldn't until Tuesday because that's when it opened.
0: And that kind of tells you a little about a bit about our personalities. Like I'm an open book. I would have been like, "Uh, I got into some brush. I have some poison sumac." Austin's like, "Uh." Eh. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm fine. <laughs> That's like how he is. That's how our personalities are different. But we even sat on my porch and talked for a long time after our ride. And he sat right by me on a swing. And he did not itch one time. You talk about self-control.
1: Yeah, I was kicking. Yeah. That was really hot too. And then
0: our second date, he took me to buy a semi for him and I drove his diesel truck. I had never drove a truck, let alone a big diesel truck. I drove a truck, but not very far. And he buys this semi, and I, he tells me I had to drive his diesel truck home. Second date. I was nervous wrecked. Guess what happens? We're going down a hill, and a dog, a black dog, runs out. And I try to swerve, and I thought, if I swerve, I'm going to wreck his truck. So I just hit my brakes the best I could. And then I hit this dog. So then I'm like freaking out. I call him. I'm like, I hit a dog. I need to turn around and tell these people that I hit their dog. And he's like, no, keep following me. And I'm like, Like our dates were so crazy.
1: Yeah. And, and also, this is this sounds really bad on my part. Because that second time was also hurt because I all the guys that were going to go with me, like individually, they backed out for whatever reason. And Morgan's like, oh, well, I'll go with you. i will seen you no, the whole No, he kept hinting
0: around. I wish someone would go with me. And I'm like, oh, I know he wants me to go. I'll just tell him I'll go. He just never asked me because he's so shy. He's uh-huh. grinning right now. <laughs>
1: Anyway, she just got lucky.
0: Yeah, whatever. I feel like God wanted me to go. Anyways, I was like in the car when he got out to look at the semi. I could see he was interested. And I literally, guys, I was sitting there praying, Lord, please let him turn down the semi so we can ride home together and I don't have to drive this truck home by myself. Not only did I have to drive it home, I had to drive it back to his house in salin but when we got to salin i sat in the truck he ran in changed his clothes and then he took me to eat at my favorite place el sombrero and i'll never forget on the way to el sombrero we are listening to 90s country my favorite and uh he was like let's just get this out of the way and grab my hand and it was like oh my gosh i still get butterflies thinking about it
1: yeah, I'm quite romantic, yeah.
0: You, know? you are so romantic. <laughs> what happened to you after you get married? <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about. So anyways, that's our love story, I feel like.
1: So to the point of this podcast, these questions.
0: Yeah, so the first question that the girls want us to answer is, what has been the biggest challenge in your first year of marriage? Because I think people, what you see on social media is always good now with us we faced a lot of challenges in our first year but i feel like people don't talk about the bad or what's hard so we're gonna talk about that
1: as far as relationship goes there hasn't been any big moments as far as challenges goes i mean we've 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 had our battles and our breezes but i think the worst was uh during the, the miscarriage time mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily the fact of the miscarriage is how everything happened so we were actually um uh, changing a uh, a three-phase pole energized on the side of a dangerous highway and we barely had just enough guys that you have to have so many guys so many qualified guys to do it and we were really short-handed and it was just one of those weird days and so we were I mean we had just started I mean, the guys um i was running the digger truck the guys lifted the wire off off the pole i mean it was at that point there's no turning away and my phone is just just keeps going off and going off and and morgan's calling me and it's this kind of stressful situation where i'm at now and then she's telling me that she's going through this mess and i mean there's nothing i can do i can't leave i can't really think about that necessarily because i have to stay focused on what i'm doing because You know, I mean, not only is it, you know, my life, you know, not really at stake, but like, I mean, it is dangerous and you need to be focused because distractions is where things happen. And so that's not necessarily an okay thing. And so, you know, I totally understand this on her part, you know, if we're going through this, because it is hard to understand what we do. And because there are days that, you know, are very light and very relaxed, but this is not one of those days. And... She was getting really mad at me. I mean, really mad at me for not, you know, leaving work or, you know, not being more. uh,
0: I uh, felt like he wasn't concerned. Like, I remember, like, I had my mom and dad and they're like, have you taught? I was at their house and I'm miscarrying and there's like, have you talked to your husband? And I was like, I can't get a hold of him. Yeah,
1: I couldn't communicate I was like, with
0: her. He like every message is short. Like I feel like he doesn't care. Like that's honestly what I felt like and I was at home crying and hurting and losing our baby. And I could not like he was not with me. I had to go have an ultrasound without him. I had to do all this blood work. My parents had to keep taking me back to the doctor in the hospital and it was just a day where I feel like I really needed him. And I couldn't even really communicate with him.
1: Yeah, and that was, that was the worst part. Because she's telling me, like, she's like, why are you doing this to me? You don't care about me. You don't care about the baby and all this stuff. And Which is understandable. And I was an
0: emotional wreck. Like, I knew he cared about me. I knew he cared about the baby. But, number one, I didn't understand why that was happening. And I just needed my husband. I needed his, like, comfort that day. And I felt like I couldn't even, like, get a hold of him.
1: and i'm not willing to be on the sidelines i want to be in there in it i mean it it one of the things i love to do is fix things and if i can't if i can't fix it that i mean it bothers me really bad and so and also another thing i couldn't i couldn't you know communicate how i felt because i couldn't think about it i couldn't allow that to happen because i need to be in the moment with those guys and so The whole situation was just miserable.
0: And I feel like that kind of goes with marriage in general. One thing that is a challenge is you have to learn how to live with each other. You have to learn, because we didn't live with each other before we got married, and you have to learn how each one of you handles situations so I'm an open book and I pour my heart out and I tell you exactly how I'm feeling all my worries everything Austin he shows his concern and love in a different way and he usually holds everything in until it builds up and sometimes I can't even get him to like tell me how he feels or tell me his feelings and so he's super tough and looks strong and I just felt like that day, like, I was like, how are you not, like, a mess? Like, we're losing our baby. And I feel like that's just, whether it's a miscarriage or something else you go through, you have to learn how your partner handles things.
1: And another thing, as far as how I feel my my role goes, is I don't really feel like I have the option to, you know, to break down. You know, I strive to be an open book, but it's not easy for me. It's really, that's, I mean, it's a tough one. And so, it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things i I don't know
0: yeah and i feel like our first year in marriage like if we think back a month after we were married and we're going to talk about this on another podcast closer to the date but july 14th we're we had just left camping we were about to go to on vacation austin had finally sold his motorcycle because i was scared of it and i said before we have a family i just really want that thing gone and on his way to sell it he wrecked And it was terrible. And as a wife, as a new wife, like, that was just really hard. And it was hard on Austin that I had to take care of him. Like, we got to know each other really quick.
1: Yeah, any barriers that were up were destroyed during that time. Because I was, I mean, there were for a few, at least a week, I was a true vegetable. I mean, I could feed myself. But, But, like,
0: I had to get up with him in the night. I had to take him to the bathroom, help him shower. Like, I did everything for him, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and that was I did not handle that mentally well, Mm -mm. and I I mean, you know, it was not good.
0: So we went through that, and then I got super sick. I had, like, swollen lymph nodes all the time, and I know I've mentioned that, and they didn't really know what was wrong. Then we had our miscarriage, and then I just felt like there for a while we could not catch a break. Like, I remember saying that. I feel like we could not catch a break, but I feel like the best thing was we had each other, and I feel like it only made us stronger and closer together.
1: That was a huge testament on Morgan because I was, you know, I I mean, I was miserable. I mean, I'm so used to moving, constantly moving, constantly doing stuff, and I couldn't. I just sat there, and that's the worst thing. I cannot be still. And she had a lot is a lot of patience for me and tolerated a lot of my crap because, you know, I mean, I was just, I I was terrible to be around.
0: It was hard for me because my husband who worked. His job is very physical. And then he worked out every day and was big into CrossFit and just always never sat down until it was time for him to go to sleep. He went from that to just sitting all the time. And I could tell it really affected him. And I would ask him, like, are you okay? And he didn't want me to ask that. Or do you need something? He didn't want me to ask that. But then if I didn't ask, I felt like he's mad. Like, he went through a really hard time. And it was hard for me as a wife because I felt like everything I said was wrong. But I feel like all of those challenges in our first year like I said have only made a stronger. all right the second question what is the silliest thing you've argued about I'm gonna answer this one okay Out. <laughs> okay growing up my dad was pretty laid back he didn't care if we left lights on we can leave all the lights in the house on it didn't bother him we left a garage door open if we left the door open while we ran outside to get something like no big deal my husband when I first moved in, if I left a light on, when I walked out of a room, if I did not turn that light off, or if I walked outside and kept the door open while I walked outside, or if I didn't shut the garage door, like, oh my goodness, his pet peeve. He's like, why would you not turn that light off? Like, and I'd get so mad. and be like, my dad would not have cared if I turned that light off. Like, this is when we first got married and first moved in with each other. And I was like, I still to this day do not understand why it's a big deal. But to him, it is a big deal. And it bothers him. And we have had the silliest fights over things like lights being on, doors being open. Would you agree?
1: Doors are designed to be open and shut.
0: Yeah, but lights like if switches. I'm going to come right back in. And we're going to do a poll of who listens to this. Do you think, okay, let's say I'm just like running to my car in the garage to grab something. I'm going to open the door, run out. It's going to take me five seconds grab it. I'm going to run back in. Why would I shut the door and reopen it? Like that's my thought process.
1: You may think it takes five seconds, but it actually takes five minutes or longer. No, it doesn't. Because you get distracted.
0: <laughs> no, I don't.
1: <laughs> but yes, I do. If you're leaving the room, shut the light off. If you're, le- if you're going in the exterior door, shut the door.
0: See, and that doesn't bother me. And still to this day, like, that does not bother me. But I love my husband. I know that's his pet peeve, and I would like to avoid that fight. So for him, I shut the lights off now. Or I shut the garage door, or I make sure all the doors are shut. And there for a while, I was, like, really nervous. I was, like, making sure after every room, I shut the light off because I didn't want my husband to be mad at me.
1: She still left him on. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: what do you think the silliest thing we've ever argued about is
1: that's that's pretty high up there because it's so consistent but i mean i i do try to work Mm -hmm. hard on you know not worrying about the little things but if i had a dollar for every time she said well my dad did this or my dad does this
0: yeah and i'm trying to stop that like it's just i did do that at the beginning really bad
1: a lot Because my
0: dad, like, my dad and I are so close, and I would, like, compare things to my dad. Do not do that. Like, the relationship is between you and your husband. Because
1: no matter what, no man will ever live up to their dad so no matter how hard you try it doesn't matter you're gonna fail
0: yeah and so that's one thing i learned like that's a great thing to point out that i did do that and like i'd be like oh, well my dad did this or my dad would never get mad at me for that and then i was like oh my gosh this is my husband this is not my dad so let's go to the next question what has been your biggest joy in marriage i think like just growing together how I said he's my best friend like literally Austin's my best friend I tell everything to him he literally knows everything about me the worst things about me he's seen me at my worst like 100% seen me at my worst and he still loves me and I know he loves me and so if I have a bad day who do I want to talk to really my husband like I tell him everything he always knows my heart and I feel like the joy is just like seeing how far we've come, what we've made it through. And then now we're about to have our first baby and just experiencing that with him and how I'm going to be able to see him as a dad. I feel like that's just a gift that God gives you through marriage is that growth together.
1: The consistency of having a significant other is, I mean, it's, it's worth its weight and gold. It's really nice. And. I'd say one of my favorite things, it, it sounds kind of selfish, but I'm a, uh, a goal oriented person. I mean, I like to dream, I have big dreams, and I want to reach those dreams. And so, like, I was at a point in my life whenever we got married, I'd be like, okay, I can't go any further until, you know, I, you know, basically just get a wife. So, you know, I thought, well, I need to find one of those. So at my point in life, I was ready for the next step and I was ready to be married. And so, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about those who find a wife is a good thing or blessed by the Lord or something along those lines. I'm not 100% sure. But so, you know, having her a, a part of your life does nothing but enhance it. Though at moments you think that it may be a little bit of drag or maybe extra weight as far as not getting what you want but she's there to you know help you along those lines you know stop you from making those you know immature you know impulsive (laughs) decisions that you may have that you're really enjoy doing
0: (laughs) have i stopped you from making decisions
1: (laughs) maybe one or two (laughs) and so it was to me as far as i I, my goal in life was uh, you know i want to farm you know i want to do this i want to do that and so i can't i can't do those things without her and you know it's just like even my home itself my home was basically just a a bed it's it's just basically a storage unit with a bed in it and so when she came in she completely changed this place whenever she does come in and she starts changing things it's it's there for the best and you know i i really lucked out with this one because i mean she's good at what she does and probably my favorite thing about her is how she knows who she is, and there is no question about it. And she is, she is very uh, uh, indecisive sometimes, <laughs> but it when it comes down to the meat and potato things, she knows it, and she is not going back down for something. And so that that is huge. So having her, as far as my biggest joy is, is just having that pureness, security, the consistency is probably the best thing
0: on my side like there's nothing better than and honestly from the time we got married we slept together in the same bed every night even when he had his wreck like I climbed in the hospital bed with him because I did not want to sleep without him and I don't think he wanted to sleep without me and then when he had to go on that work trip the other day like it was so hard because I was used to having him with me every night I love being with him I don't like being away from him
1: Right. And same as my part. I don't like necessarily being away from her as well.
0: Number five. What does your spouse do that really annoys you?
1: Okay. Doors and light switches. That's that's my biggest one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hang on here. So again, another selfish thing on my part is I absolutely love to work out. And so that hour of my time for whatever reason, she calls me every day during that time. That's not on my way not,
0: home, I want to talk to her.
1: <laughs> not just once, but twice. And then if not I don't. Not day. If, no, almost. <laughs> and if I don't answer, she sends me these text messages. But thankfully, at
0: least, <laughs> at least I want to talk to you and you know what I'm doing. Yeah. Some wives could care less. They're probably like, oh, my husband's gone. But I'm like, oh, I really want Austin to come home. I don't like being home by myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. And of course, I, you know, most of the time, there's always something like a a co-worker in there with me. And the the music is played off my phone, so it's always great to listen to her ringtone while we're, you know, <laughs> trying to do her thing. And
0: Sorry to whoever was working out and I ruined.
1: And he always knows. He's like, Morgan? I'm like, yep. <laughs> what does she want? Just a visit.
0: <laughs> I like talking to my husband. I said he's my best friend. I want to tell him all about my day. Don't I tell you about my day, like, every day?
1: Yeah, and then she would call me at work, which is another thing. It's like, it's fine to call me at work, but, like... I just would prefer At not
0: first, I did a lot, and I, yeah, yeah I had we, to learn.
1: We, we had to ease off that. And she would call me and just tell me nothing. I mean, it, there'd be no point to the phone call. She'll talk for three minutes, but <laughs> at the end of the phone call, I, I, you know, I have no idea what she told me. I don't me.
0: think i do that anymore, but I did. Yeah. Uh, something that annoys me, Austin can be really stern. Like, I feel like his voice is stern a lot, and I can't tell if he's being loving or not because of his stern voice and he'll say something. And I'm like, why are you so stern? And it really bothers me because I'm a girl and sometimes I need him to be soft and loving. And he like does not get that at all. He's smiling. <laughs> I'm like, you're so stern all the time. And he's so like, I, I got to work, got to work. I got my mind set on something. Can't talk right now. That's just like how he is. And if it's not Austin's way, like he's very opinionated when it comes to anything like what he's wearing, what I'm wearing, our wedding, our house, like very opinionated. And he even if I say something like he'll question it and then make sure he agrees. But he likes to have his say in things. And I do, too. So we're kind of both pretty stubborn in that way. That's one way we're similar.
1: Okay, I'm going to let some of that go, but <laughs> that was a little, little hard on me there on a few things, but that's all right.
0: Okay, he seriously is the best, though. Like, He already shared, and that's one of the questions, what he loves about me, but what I love about him, he is so hardworking, he will get anything done. Well, let me rephrase that. If it's dishes, laundry, or picking up his clothes, probably not going to get done. But if it's working in the garage, working on a vehicle, working in the yard, working on the farm all of that stuff he gets it done and he is the hardest worker i know and he totally like pushed through all of his injuries and uh, i think totally surprised the doctors and everyone just because he's very determined in what he does and like he is very determined to lead our family and that's my favorite do you want to say anything else you love about me you're pretty No, oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right um Okay, so that's kind of what qualities do you appreciate in your spouse? I feel like we've answered that.
1: You have a great butt.
0: Awesome. <laughs> <You know that. laughs> I feel like I should keep it. <laughs> We're married. It's mine.
1: So number eight, what is your love language?
0: So mine is physical touch and quality time and then words of affirmation, I think. But physical touch is my top.
1: Yeah, so Morgan, I, she just randomly likes to be held. I'll walk in the house, and she'll just basically jump on me, and so I just just stand there. Awesome, that sounds... I'm just, well, not, I mean, you know, appropriately, jump on me. <laughs> well, and I'll stand there, and I'll hold her, and it just I'm just standing there. And she's, I mean, she would be hugging me, and again, I'm just, I'm not doing anything, I'm just standing there. And that just, like, you know, 30, 60 seconds of that, and she's good.
0: Yeah. But I just like, you just like need I feel that a little loved bit. when I'm touched. So if it's a 60 second hug or 30 second hug or like I want him to kiss me before we go to sleep or at least hug me, hold my hands, like I like to be touched. But Austin's love language is
1: uh, services, I acts guess. of service. Yes.
0: And uh, words. words of affirmation. Yeah. So like he wants me, like if he's doing a project in the house, he wants me to like tell him he did a good job or I appreciate it. Like, he loves to hear that.
1: Uh, like the yard, she never notices. The I yard. did last
0: time you mowed,
1: you did, and yeah. he
0: really loved that I pointed yeah, that you out. You better
1: compliment my yard,
0: yeah. And then, like, acts of service if I do something for him, like, so I feel like if I do his laundry or cook for him,
1: yeah, doing the laundry is huge. Cooking is the biggest thing, my biggest, like she says i'm picky about my food i'm really not because i'll eat anything it's just meat and vegetables is all i need yeah but he
0: like is not a type that for lunch you can pack your husband a sandwich and chips like he wants meat and vegetables leftovers so when i cook i have to cook quite a bit so he can have it for lunch so those are love language and i think like we sometimes like don't think about each other's love language like we should like if he would just think, I know she needs to be touched, I know she needs that, or if I think, oh, I, need, I know he loves words of affirmation or acts of service, and try to do that for him more, I know I should. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't do that as mm-hmm. often as we should.
1: No, and it's easy to be lazy on that stuff.
0: What is, what is the best part of marriage?
1: And My favorite thing about marriage is the meals. Well, we're back on that, but.
0: <laughs> the meals? Well,
1: I mean, just, yeah. We haven't cooking. had a kitchen for like cooking. over a
0: month. And I haven't been able to cook. And, like, I feel like this time I need to cook, so it's been kind of stressful.
1: That, that has been a little bit of a downer. But seriously, though, I hate cooking. I feel like it's a waste of time. But, yet I eat nonstop, which is totally contradict itself. But, uh, yeah, I love the fact that and she's good at it. Thank you, So babe. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, I think the best part of marriage is, like I said, just growing together, like going through life together. I don't like to make decisions on my own. I I can, I don't like it. And I like having him and like being like, what do you think? And all the time, a lot of times he'll be like, no, you make, he's really hard on me. Like Austin, it's almost good for me, but he'll make me make a decision. How how can we improve spiritually in our marriage?
1: So that is a tough one on several different levels because number one, a lot of people uh, like to have their quiet time differently. Some people do it in groups. Some people do it by themselves. Um, and then some people, you know, they, they, whatever. Um, as far as me, if I'm, if I'm going to read, if I'm reading the Bible, I want to read it just by myself because I, I have to relate it to my life and I have to read it through and I have to think about it. Because number one, sometimes Morgan will ask me a question and I haven't had time to think about it. I don't have an answer for it and I don't like not having answers. So it's I think for us if the best thing for us to do on our side is you know for me to read it and then if she wants to read it with me then we read it together
0: yeah because I like to read together and discuss but he doesn't like to discuss unless he's prepared because he wants to answer all my questions
1: and she has a lot.
0: I do ask a lot of questions and like, I rely on him a lot because he's really smart, especially when it comes to the Bible. And I always like to hear like what he has to say about a scripture. So I feel like we need to do a better job of,
1: and we, and just because I say that doesn't mean we do that very well. So no, we we are busy, incredibly busy. We have a lot going on. Um,
0: I think finding that time,
1: it's not easy you really have to force yourself to do it. It's it's almost you're disciplining yourself to sit down and spend that time with God.
0: Yeah, and I think when we go through the hard times, like I remember going through the miscarriage and through his wreck, that's when we really like prayed together, read our devotion book together. And then I feel like when life's good and you get busy, it's hard to like continue to do that. Like it's easy to drift away.
1: Yeah. God's not somebody that you just call whenever you need something. It's it's a like it's just like a marriage it's a constant challenge that you have to be working toward
0: yeah and like i like to pray for our baby like i want to pray for our baby together austin would rather pray by himself like one time he said to me he's like you have no idea how much i pray for you and the baby like i just do it on my own time because i was like we haven't prayed for the baby together and he's like no like i have prayed for the baby and like i do on my own time too but i also enjoy doing it together but we are just different
1: and that's Even though that we talk about all this stuff and we know what we need to do, we're not trying to force this stuff on each other. This is just the first year. We have many to go. And so.
0: I feel like we'll only grow. Like, I feel like once we have our baby, one thing we've talked about is like, I can't wait to read my child a story at night and say prayers together. And I feel like Austin will be there with me when I do that. Like, I feel like we'll do that as a family.
1: Yeah. It's crazy how good she is about reading child's books or children's books. (laughs)
0: It's just funny you say that. (laughs) I love children's books.
1: I know, but you're really good at it. Thank you. And it's like, she, we went to Branson uh, last weekend or so, and she picked up this book, and she was reading it while going down the road, and it was actually entertaining because it's hilarious, you know. It's a good book.
0: It's for our baby. It's Night Night Farm.
1: And she is incredibly excited about this stuff, and uh, the passion is awesome. So Yeah,
0: I'm excited about us. Parenting together. I'm excited to see Austin be a dad. I think that's something. Like one of our questions is like, what do you guys enjoy doing together? I feel like,
1: yeah. I So you know, she's all the time asking me if I if I'm excited about the baby and stuff, and I am. I am very excited. But I'm also ready for legs to be on the ground. I'm. You know, I want to hold, play with it, touch it, whatever.
0: And Austin is like loves children. Everyone calls him a baby hog because when all of his friends bring their kids, like. Austin's the one that holds the baby, like he wants the baby all to himself. So I know he'll be the same way with ours.
1: Yeah, we're pumped.
0: Yeah, we're super excited. But like, I like want to talk and dream about the baby, and Austin's just like, I want it to get here. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's another difference. I'm a huge planner, and Austin is goal oriented and plan likes to plan, but it's more private, and I'm more open.
1: Yeah, and that private thing is not intentional. It just. I don't know.
0: I think I was raised in a family that is super loud and shares everything and talks all the time, and I feel like his family was probably more.
1: We did our own thing. Yeah. So that's one thing I am trying to work on, but it's not easy.
0: Yeah, and so there there is differences, and you have to realize that. Uh, what do you think we enjoy doing together the most? I think we enjoy sometimes just like little things together.
1: It is little things. Yeah, it's not the big things. It's the little things that matter.
0: One of my favorite memories is our first doctor's appointment. Our doctor got called to deliver a baby and we were in the room together for four hours. Austin fell asleep on the floor. I was recording him, but we had like good conversations. I like being alone with Austin when he doesn't have a lot on his mind because I can get him to like really talk to me. And uh, so, those are my favorite.
1: So, like I said about talking, just worries me out. It literally does. Like, I, I was, we talked for a little bit. And okay. And I told her, I he like, took a nap. I was like, okay, I'm done. And so, I laid in that nasty doctor floor and I, <laughs> I passed out.
0: But, like, seeing our, our baby for the first time and hearing the heartbeat and stuff, like, those are moments I think we'll never forget those are some of my favorite. But I think we're gonna wrap it up with just our final question. What advice do you have for newlyweds, whether that's spiritual or just any advice at all? Do you want to start like on what advice you would give people who are getting married or just recently got married?
1: So I'd say patience. Patience is like a muscle that you constantly have to be working for it to grow. It's just it's not just your iron in the fire anymore. You have others to think about. you have their needs there. Uh, requirements you know you're you're tending to them and so you know if you ever have a thought that crosses your mind saying that what does this person do to you just go ahead and slap yourself across the face because that's a terrible mindset to have you need to be constantly thinking about what can i do for this person and focus on them and in turn things will just progress and, and you only realize how easy life will be whenever you get in the mindset of just you know, serving one another because that's what we're here for. We're here to serve one another in the marriage.
0: And I don't think we're perfect at that. Like I feel like we're, no, we're still learning yeah. to put each other first. And we're not
1: terrible at it, but we're still. No, working we're not on
0: terrible, it. yeah. but it's something that you grow at. Um, I mean, of course, my biggest advice is make sure God is at the center of your relationship because I feel like when you're closest to Him your marriage is going to thrive. So I think you have to really like zone out what people say and focus on God and your spouse and what you can do for them, like Austin said, how you can pour into them, how you can um, do little things for them. But I think that marriage is such a gift, and we've experienced that. And you are best friends. He's my best friend.
1: Marriage is a good thing. Let it be a good thing. Don't make it something
0: that's not. Yeah, so if you are in love and you're getting married... Like really treasure that as a gift from God and really pray for your spouse, pray for your marriage. And sometimes it's not always butterflies and rainbows. Yes, I still get butterflies when I see my husband. Yes, like I still want to flirt with him and stuff like that doesn't go away, but it's not every day. And like I said, you're going to go through hard things, but you have to get through those and your marriage will only grow as you look back on those moments. So. Did we do good?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I think we did good, too. Well, I love you, honey.
1: Yeah, I love you as well. So even though we don't have Ellie and Sadie here.
0: Oh, we're going to go ahead and end with our slogan. I miss those girls. They'll be on next week. Thank you for the questions, Ellie and Sadie and Mom. We really enjoy doing this. If you guys ever have any questions about marriage, reach out to us. If we can pray for you and your marriage, If anything, I always want everyone's marriage to work because it's not a piece of paper. It's a big deal. And there's people who view it like that. And so if we can pray for you or help you, we would love to always pray for us. Like I never want to turn down prayer. We're about to welcome a baby. And so we're going to need all of your prayers. And we just love you guys. And remember to just. Oh, be. (laughs) Real. Bye, guys. We will be back next time. Austin won't, but I will with Ellie and Sadie. Have a good week.
1: Does this count as my first time in? Yes. Well, I didn't get an introduction. Like a big one. Like a big fancy introduction. Oh my like gosh. Everyone else This gets. is
0: Austin Rhodes, my husband. He's a lineman. What else do you want me to say about you?
1: That'd be fun. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> He's so funny. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.